How is it going, Bears fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Bear Down Podcast, where we talk everything Bears every day of the week. Today, we're going to be giving you guys our three key matchups in Bears versus Buccaneers. We will be revealing our offensive, our defensive, and our overarching matchup that the Bears have to take advantage of if they want a chance at pulling off an upset in Week 5. I am your host, Chris Malpe. And today, to break down these matchups, I am joined by both of my co-hosts, Part Shaw and Jalen McClinton. How's it going, fellas? Doing pretty good. Uh, just watched the Packers absolutely destroy the Falcons last night. The, the Packers look good, which is something I don't like saying. But, yeah, it's going to be a tough season, uh, tough time to play the Packers this year, I feel like. Um, I'm doing well. Uh, birthday's in a couple days. Um, you know, just enjoying my week. I'm sure a win would definitely help your birthday be a lot better, Jalen. Definitely, especially because it's literally the day before my birthday. So, <laughs> Yeah, 100%. Well, we've got some matchups to break down today. The Bears are obviously five-and-a-half-point underdogs in this game, but there are a lot of favorable matchups in this game that the Bears can take advantage of if they want to give themselves a chance. Uh, before we do get into anything, normally we don't have injury reports this early in the week uh, when it comes to games, but just taking a look at some of the Buccaneers on Monday that didn't practice uh, Mike Evans, Leonard Fournette, William Golston, Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski was limited. OJ Howard obviously out for the year with the Achilles. LaShawn McCoy didn't practice. Jason Pierre-Paul didn't practice. And Scotty Miller didn't practice. So it seems like the Bucks could be down a lot of players this week, and the Bears are going to have to take advantage of those injuries if they want to give themselves a chance in this one. But getting into our matchups now, I know Parth has the offensive matchup. So Parth, this, the microphone is yours. So I, I went with our, our offensive line versus the Buccaneers' defensive line. You know, the Bucks' defensive line has been putting up some impressive numbers throughout the year, while our offensive line has been pretty shaky. I thought week one our offensive line was amazing. Same with week two, I'd say. And then it started off, started coming down. And the production wasn't as well when we started playing better defenses, which was, I guess, should have been expected. Um, but the Bucks' defensive line has been on, off to a hot start this year. They had the third most sacks. Uh, they're at 14 sacks with the second most forced fumbles at four. And they've also only allowed 64 rushing yards per game, which is something the Bears definitely need to get going. You know, last week, David Montgomery only had 27 rushing yards. Cordero Patterson only had three carries for five rushing yards. And the Bears rely a lot on the running game. If we look at the past couple games against Atlanta, especially when Nick Foles came into the game, we were running a lot more play-action plays, and Nick Foles relies on that. And if we cannot get the run game going, the defense won't be honest and we won't be able to run the play-action game, which eventually leads to a pretty bad offense. I mean, we saw it last game. We couldn't play play without the play-action. Uh, Nick Foles struggled without the play-action. So if we need to get that going, we need the run game going against this Bucks defensive line, which is going to be really tough. Uh, I don't know how they're going to be able to do it, but that's one thing we have to put the emphasis on is run the ball somehow, some way. And if we look at that Bucks defense line, they got some studs on that line. Uh, they got Shaq Barrett at the outside linebacker position who led the league in sacks last year, who's been playing really well this year. And then they got Dominic and Sue, uh, who's got two sacks, a forced fumble, five QB hits, and two tackles for losses so far this year. And they also drafted Vita Vea last year, who, did not, who I think missed a lot of time last year due to injury, but he's had a sack so far this year. And they also got two other guys who are currently questionable to play. Um, I expect them to play, as a lot of Bucks fans I've been talking to have been saying that they expect most of their team to play, actually, despite the loaded injury report. Um, Jason Pierre-Paul is off to a hot start with three sacks and forced fumble. 
And then William Golston has a sack as well. Um, as I've said, that Bucks defensive line has looked really good this year. Their secondary, on the other hand, hasn't. Um, but that if that defensive line can get enough pressure on a guy like Nick Foles, who isn't as mobile as Trubisky, I'd say um, it could turn out to be pretty bad for this offense. Yeah, it's going to be very important running the ball in this game. We see David Montgomery averaging 4.1 yards per carry, which is pretty good to start out the season. Obviously, only 27 rushing yards and three receptions against the Indianapolis Colts, but he had a pretty hot start to the season, two good games against uh, the New York Giants and the Detroit Lions, and then another solid game against Atlanta. But it's going to be important that the Bears somehow find a way to run the ball. You mentioned it, Parth, that defensive line and the front seven for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is one that you cannot overlook whatsoever. Uh, it's a very good unit. Uh, you know, you just taking a look at their depth chart, obviously, you mentioned already uh, Shaq Barrett, Levante David, Devin White uh, at, at uh, inside linebacker. It, it should be interesting to see if Pierre Paul and Golston can can uh, suit up on a short week, but it would definitely help the Bears' rushing attack if they don't suit up. Uh, the Bears obviously are still the only team in the NFL without a rushing score and I think we all want David Montgomery to get in there eventually, so it's going to be really important that the Bears can somehow at least get the run game going. It doesn't look promising. I mean, the Buccaneers have only allowed 64.3 rushing yards per game. That's one spot they've been really stellar in. But the Bears, if they want to open up the pass game, which they're absolutely going to have to do in this one, they're going to have to find a way to incorporate the run into this game. So I'm going to pass it now on to Jalen, who I believe has the defensive factor of this game before I head into my overarching matchup. So, uh, Jalen, what is your defensive matchup that the Bears need to take advantage of if they want a chance here on Thursday Night Football? Uh, so my defensive matchup is basically Tom Brady uh, and his wide receivers and his hard secondary. Um, now, Tom Brady didn't start off the season uh, very well against the New Orleans Saints, but he's picked it up over the last couple of weeks. Uh, last week against the Chargers, he threw for over five, not over, he threw five touchdowns and one interception. Uh, he threw more touchdowns in one game than Nick Foles has did all, in, well, in only two weeks. So, um, you know, that goes to show you how, how well Tom's Brady been playing. Um, and then, you know, they're, oops, excuse me, uh, they're, their receivers are very injured. You know, Chris Godwin didn't play last week. Mike Evans was hobbled, but he still was, was able to play and catch a touchdown. Um, but he's on the injury report this week, uh, or like today or yesterday. And then Scotty Miller, who's their leading receiver, surprisingly, he was on the injury report as well. But they've still been able to put up numbers. Uh, Mike Evan has five touchdowns on the season. That's tied first for, you know, leading touchdown receivers. Um, Scotty Miller, who's their side receiver, you know, like I said, leads their team in receiving yards with 250. And uh, he has one touchdown. Um, you know, our cornerbacks have playing have been playing very well. Mike Evans is the best receiver we've played so far, uh, you know, by by a large margin. We've we gotten lucky to not play, you know, number one receivers. Kenny Galladay was out week one. Uh we played T. Y. Hilton, but he hasn't been off to a hot start with Phillip Rivers. Julio Jones was hurt. Kenny like I said, Kenny Galladay was hurt as well. So, um, you know, we we've got very lucky. Um, not being able to play teams number one wide receivers, but like I said before, Kyle Fuller and Jalen Johnson are, are very off to very good starts. Uh, they haven't up, allowed a touchdown yet. Kyle Fuller has been targeted twenty one times and only give up eight completions for ninety nine yards and a thirty three point six completion percentage for quarterbacks. And Jalen Johnson has given up a forty five point five completion percentage um, when when targeted. So uh, our corners are doing very good. If we want to win this game, we have to continue. Uh, to play well. These receivers are no joke. Uh, we can't allow Mike Evans to get off to a hot start. The secondary, like I said before, the secondary has played well. Um, I'm mainly worried about uh, 
or a defensive line stopping the run. But uh, yeah, that's that's my defensive matchup. Yeah, uh, it's going to be very important that Jalen Johnson steps up in this one. Uh, I believe he's allowed. 0.19 yards per coverage snap when lined up in press coverage this season. That leads the entire NFL uh, cornerbacks through week three. Also, he has seven passes defended, which is second amongst all NFL corners. So going to be very important that the Bears secondary steps up, especially if uh, we don't see guys like Scotty Miller, like Chris Godwin, and like possibly even Mike Evans in this game. The Bears' secondary is going to have to be dominant. Uh, it's also worth noting that in his last six games, Tom Brady has thrown four pick sixes, so should be interesting to see how this one plays out. But finally, I have the overarching matchup of this one. There are so many interesting matchups that you could go with. Uh, you know, Jalen's definitely matters a lot because a lot of these Buccaneers wide receivers and weapons for Tom Brady are showing up on the injury report, and we didn't essentially expect it. But my overarching matchup of this game is going to be the Bears attacking the Buccaneers secondary through the air. The Buccaneers have allowed an average of 271 passing yards per game. If you take a look at their week one matchup with the New Orleans Saints, Drew Brees threw for 160 yards and two touchdowns, committing zero turnovers. Jared Cook also had 80 receiving yards, and that should be promising for the Bears' tight ends because we've seen Nick Foles have a good little connection with Jimmy Graham, and Matt Nagy said this week that he wants Cole Komet to get more involved as well, so that's going to be important. Taking a look at week two, Teddy Bridgewater didn't essentially have the best game against the Tampa Bay defense, but he still had a lot of success through the air, and the Panthers wide receivers had really good games. Uh, We saw Teddy Bridgewater throw for 367 yards. The Panthers had two receivers with eight-plus catches and 100-plus receiving yards, and a running back, obviously a familiar name in Chicago, Mike Davis, with eight catches for 75 yards. So that's not only promising for the Bears as wide receivers, but also David Montgomery, someone who you would hope with Nick Foles gets a lot more checkdowns, a lot more opportunities to get to the second level as a receiving back. Week three doesn't really matter because it was against the backup Jeff Driscoll for the Broncos, but he did throw for 176 yards and a touchdown. And then taking a look at their week four matchup, Justin Herbert had success in his third career start. He threw for 290 yards and three touchdowns, only threw five incompletions in the game. And the Los Angeles Chargers had five receivers or three receivers with 50 plus receiving yards. I think it's going to be very important in this one for not only Nick Foles to continue to gain chemistry with his wide receivers, but for these wide receivers for the Bears that we've seen to continue to step up. We've seen a role increase in this offense for Darnell Mooney, and Foles looked his way quite a bit in Week 4 against the Colts. Obviously, Allen Robinson had a great game against the Colts. Say what you want about garbage time, but he was still able to step up there and have a 100-plus yard receiving game with over 10 yards per catch and a touchdown. And Anthony Miller is, you know, uh, I I think through these first four weeks of the season, he's a boomer bust prospect. Uh, We've seen him go off, I would say, in in two or three games, in about two games, and also... Uh, go completely lights out in, uh, in, in other games. And, you know, you, you just take a look at this Tampa Bay secondary. The Bears are going to have to take advantage of it. Uh, a lot of young players in the secondary for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Carlton Davis, Jordan Whitehead, Sean Murphy Bunting, who has struggled a lot to start off the 2020 season. Also, obviously, Antoine Winfield, who was a great pick and has been good for them. But that secondary for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hasn't succeeded thus far. And it's going to be very important that the Bears take advantage of it if they want to win this one. Uh, I I could see a lot of players going off for the Bears. I think, once again, uh, as time continues, I think Foles 
gets the timing down more with these wide receivers. He was just named starter. Uh, I do think it only improves down the road, but that'll pretty much do it for us. A little bit shorter of a podcast for us, but it is important that we got this out and gave you guys our matchups in this one because if the Bears want to win, they're going to have to be able to pound the ball. They're going to have to take advantage of a Tampa Bay receiving core that looks to be a little bit weaker. And also the Bears are going to have to not only run the ball, as I said earlier, but they're going to have to succeed through the air because we've seen the Tampa Bay secondary uh, give up an average of 271 passing yards per game. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to our Week 5 installment of Three Key Matchups. If you want more content from us, you can head over to our website, beardown.com. We're posting columns, articles, and blogs basically every day there now, getting you guys as much coverage as possible. So if you want to see some more written work from the people that we work with, be sure to head over to our website. If you would like to find the podcast on Instagram and Twitter, you can find it on both platforms, at Down. It's a great way to interact with us, and we also do giveaways Definitely planning to do another one soon, so be sure to follow us on both of those platforms if you are on social media. And finally, if you would like to find us, the co-hosts and the host myself, on social media, you can find the links to our Instagram fan pages down in the description. Parshaw, Jalen McClinton, that's going to pretty much do it for this one. It's already almost Wednesday when we're recording this, so this game is coming very quick, and I forgot how quick of a turnaround it was the Thursday night football, because obviously the bears only game on Thursday night football in 2019 was that game uh, against green Bay in week one, I believe. So how quick has this turnaround been for you guys? And uh, any last words? Don't forget that Dallas Cowboys game. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is, a, it's a crazy quick turnaround. I, I feel like Sunday just happened. And yeah. just generally when, when the bears play earlier in the week, I feel like the week goes quicker. Yeah. You just, it's just like, like the first two days for me are just like recovering from the weekend and like the week week. It's I guess, like oh, Friday, Friday it's night. like oh, we're already recording. Uh, we're recording fan mail Wednesday tomorrow. So exactly. it's yeah. crazy how quick uh, things are moving for us. I yeah. feel like game day is almost here. I usually like the Bears on Sunday, but I, I don't mind a Thursday night matchup here and there. Um, I guess Thursday will be fun, uh, and uh, hopefully we can pick up a W. And also, me, Chris, and Jalen were earlier. We we're just talking about you know live streaming the game maybe for you guys. So yeah, that's a possibility. Comments. Yeah. So let us know in the comments if you guys would like that, or if you guys would tune in for that, because that could be a possibility for us this Thursday. We normally don't live stream these games, but uh, Thursday definitely presents an opportunity where we could all watch it together. And hopefully mm-hmm. you guys would tune in and want to hear our reaction to the game. So if you guys do want to see that, I completely forgot to mention that uh, drop in the comments. If you would tune in with us, it would definitely be a fun time. Uh, we could make a cool graphic, update the score on the screen, uh, also update stats and such. So if you want to see us live stream the game, uh, drop it down below. But we haven't gotten to Jalen yet. So, Jalen, any last words? Uh, what you guys said about like the week going by fast and we play early, that 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 statement is so true for me. Because like, playing Sunday to Sunday seems like the week, week goes by so slow, especially to get to you know get to Sunday and then have school to, like the next day. Um you know, I'm just glad we play on a Thursday. Hopefully, we walk away with a W. Uh, you know, like 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 they said. You know, hopefully, if we do stream, you guys tune in and enjoy. Um, that's something we've been talking about over the past couple of weeks. So, uh, but other than that, bear down, uh, stay safe, and that's about it. That is about it. We will have our fan mail Friday uh, coming out on a Wednesday tomorrow. So be sure to look out for that one. Uh, also, our pregame show and postgame shows 
will both go up on Thursday. Uh, we te- we're, we're planning on getting that pregame show up pretty early on Thursday. And then obviously the postgame show will come pretty late at night after the game. But be sure to look out for both of those. Our coverage continues as we look forward to the Thursday night football matchup between the Bears and the Buccaneers. The Bears will look to move to 4-1. and one. It's been a pleasure to be your host once again. My name is Chris Malpe. Bears fans, as always, do us a favor and stay safe and bear down. We'll see you in the next one. Peace.